This is a HeadGum Podcast. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. that sometimes where I'll say things out loud yeah. that have to do with my thoughts right. that no one else is privy to and then they're like I'm sorry and I'm like no and then I'll explain it I over explain yeah. in situations way too much because I have so much anxiety and I, I always try to give people the explanations I wish I could get in social situations Ooh. oh like, that's so kind I of try, you I try you know because like you ever like just have like a very short interaction with somebody mm-hmm. right and then you go home and you're just analyzing Every piece of that. And then you're like, what are they going to, did they think, did they think I meant that when really I meant this? And then like, no, they did. And I'll just, I'll, I'll just let people know. Like if I'm, if I'm, <laughs> I'll if just I, let you know. like I'll, this, I remember this is a perfect example. I was at a bar and I'm talking to, um, two people. Uh, it's my girlfriend and then one of her friends. And then I move over, you know, you come over to another conversation and then we started talking but then my girlfriend needed something, and I'd just been in the conversation for like 45 seconds. But I was in the conversation, but I had to exit the conversation. So I explained why I had to exit the conversation so that they weren't like, why did – almost to cover myself. Just so like my intentions are clear right. and you can't – there's no room for the assumptions that I will then overanalyze later on. <laughs> I'm a lunatic. I love this. I'm a lunatic. I feel very in the same company because, yes, sometimes I will – this. Is this crazy? So imagine having a conversation with someone, maybe like a crush or like when you met your girlfriend or something. Yeah. And then after they leave, to switch spots with them, like wherever they're sitting, uh-huh. to see their vantage point and going through the whole conversation of like what they saw. Oh, interesting. Weird. No, no. I'm no. a lunatic no, also. No, no, no. It's fine. But way. aren't we all? Yes. Aren't we all? Yes. Some people. So like I started going to therapy a year and a half ago. Best thing I ever did. So happy. No one else in my family does. My parents, my sister, they don't. They should. They don't. Everyone should go to therapy. <laughs> my dad, I go, Dad, why don't you go to therapy? And he goes, why do I have to go to therapy? There's nothing wrong with me. And I go, that's what's wrong with you. That's yeah. why you need to go to therapy 100%. because you think there's nothing. And there, everyone does. Yeah. We all have things. So is it crazy? No. It's just you're crazy. <laughs> it is my crazy. It is not, it is not crazy – it's crazy in the sense that everything is crazy. Yeah. And we all are. Oh, my heart. But somewhere someone's listening, they're going, these two people are fucking crazy. <laughs> and on that note, welcome to another episode of Justin Tip, an advice podcast that's equally about its tangents as it is about its tips. I'm your host, Megan Mattoon, fresh off the plane with food poisoning. And today, to help me help you the best that we can, we have Daniel Weingarten in the studio. 
also fresh off a night of food poisoning, which is crazy. That's crazy that we synced up. Yeah, yeah. What? It, okay, walk me through your food poisoning. Okay, all right. So let's let's put it all in the context. So my girlfriend's uh, sister, husband, and two kids who are like eight months and three years are visiting town. Right? Okay. So they're in town. When they landed, the baby threw up, so he had like a GI bug. I am a hypochondriac germaphobe, you know, but I just accepted my fate, you know as best as I could. I'm like, if I get sick, I get sick. Two days passed, didn't get sick. No one got sick. It was just the baby. Last night we went to dinner. We had pizza and uh, got sick from the pizza. Also, like I take steps in my life when I cook to not get food poisoning because I'm genuinely like afraid of getting food poisoning. Like what? Like washing your hands? <laughs> well, like washing my Typical hands. Stuff. But also like I'm like, I'm like, I'm always checking the temperature of the meat. Okay. You know, okay. I'm always washing my vegetables. I'm like, I'm trying to take the steps to 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 avoid it. And of course we go to like a nice restaurant and that's where I got it. Was the cheese just unpasteurized or I, I have no idea. Cause me and then uh her brother-in-law, we both got it. So something that we both had there, and that was the only place that we had both eaten the same things of mm. that day. So I knew it was that. And uh, just woke up, and not as bad as my fear of mm. it would be, but it sucks. As always. As always. The fear, the fear is always greater than the reality. Uh, but, yeah, it was just like throwing up. And I've, I remember laying there in between, and I was like, oh, no, I hope that I, like, wake up fine. Because yeah, we had this. Right. And, I, and I don't want to be the person who cancels. He's like, oh, I got food poisoning, too. Yeah, sure you did. <laughs> yeah, no. okay. But, like, that's, yeah. No. Nothing's worse than having to, your excuse for canceling something is the excuse that everyone uses when they want to get out of something. Right. That's the worst. It's it, almost like I had, to, I had to come up with another lie <laughs> because my reality was not a good enough totally. explanation. That's so crazy. I, in Mexico City, I just went for, I don't know when this is coming out, so I We'll maybe take out this part for the new year. Yeah. Um, I just went to Mexico City and I had a green juice. It was e- e- the culprit was either the green juice because the water is different there. <laughs> the culprit. It's like a who done it. Yeah. <laughs> it is one of two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the other one is Domino's pizza. I had like oh. four slices and I watched burlesque and I was sad. So I was like, who who knows which one it was? Interesting. I feel like Domino's has like universal quality control. But that's what you would think. But like even in Mexico City when they have unpasteurized cheese, even though it's Domino's. Right. Right. right? Yeah, I don't know. Green juice sounds to me like it could be. I'm for sure it's could, that. I, I feel like that could be the thing. Um, I'm also heavily lactose intolerant. So, oh. yeah. And so I've, eating that pizza was a big risk. That was a big risk. Also, I was talking to my friend about it uh, because we're just a couple of Jews who talk about our bowel <laughs> movements. Uh, we, He was like, because I've been better about not eating dairy. Mm-hmm. So I think I probably shocked my system too oh. with all the dairy. Okay. I was like, whoa, we don't do this. Right. <laughs> it was so good though. Oh my God. I don't want to say the name of the restaurant because actually I think, I don't know if I got poisoned or it was it was my i poisoned i my i did it to myself i think that i've been bitten twice by pizza i used to work at a sabaro and i got my first stint of food poisoning uh-huh. then oh my god I, the quickest way to tell this story is i i randomly got a job there and then in the back i didn't they give you like half off pizza or something like that which yeah. is like why just give us the pizza it's like a piece of cardboard. So half off pizza, and then I put uh, like Parmesan cheese, but we didn't clean the the little, uh, I guess the shaker out uh-huh. in the back because that's not forward facing the the crowd. What do you call them? The, the customers. The customers. <laughs> what do you call these tenants? <laughs> 
pizza crowd which is like people that buy pizza yeah. the audience I did, we didn't clean it because it wasn't going to be like in the front of the house uh-huh. so who cares but then I was just too lazy to get one from the front that I just I don't know it's gotta have been like two years old or more still <sighs> ate it immediate yeah. food poisoning and then this time it was the green juice probably but I'm gonna say it's pizza you're so gonna say I, it's pizza so that I just don't eat pizza anymore but how about this we both got the pizza food poisoning yeah so that's 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 pretty. What's the word? Audience. Kismet. Audience. Kismet. <laughs> audience. Audience is the word that you go to. No. Kismet. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. There we go. That's the word. Yeah. Hate uh, pizza. Boycott pizza. Uh, but I love it so much, and Too it was bad. such good It'll pizza. It'll kill you. It'll. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. I think everyone. All right. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I just yeah. I just faced the reality of having to give up pizza potentially. Uh, I'm definitely gonna eat it again in my life. And 100%. that's fine. You. Yes. Me. No. But this is not about me. It's about you. Everyone listening, you've known, you've learned a little bit about Daniel so far. But you also may know him as a stand-up comedian or from acting in Adam Ruins Everything. But before we started, uh, before we, whoa, where am I at? You're okay. Thank you. But before we get too far, I always like to internet stalk all of my guests. And I saw that you think that we are all our best selves while listening to Lizzo. Is that true? Oh, yeah. 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 yeah I think <laughs> we are. I'm like, I'm going and I'm going like, when did I say that? And I'm like, oh, I did say that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. I, that, that's so funny because like sometimes people, I'll do shows and people come up after shows and they'll be like, oh my God, this video that you did. And I'll forget that I did that video. Yeah. And I, it's almost the same energy of pretending like you know the person that they say that they you've oh, met before. And you're like, where did I meet you? You're doing that gymnastics. But yes, I do think that uh, when you're listening to that, you just get up and like, what do you, what do you, who's committing a murder to that music? You know, so, Joe Goldberg, probably from you on Netflix. Have you seen it? I haven't. Oh. Everyone's talking about it. Oh gosh. You is know it, what? Is it good? I really love it. And I love the first season, but then I got to the second season, they shoot it in LA and also Crystal is in it. So it like really takes me out of it being suspension of disbelief because uh-huh. it's like too close to home. Right. And I'm like, oh, I don't know if I like this anymore. It's campy, right? Well, that's what somebody else said. And I was like, is it? But I think maybe my tastes are campy. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, campy's good. It, what, what would you consider campy? <sighs> I mean, I don't know. Wow. <laughs> we had a, a half conversation before we started recording, and Daniel was like, I don't like to, like, say anything bad about anything because it's people are giving a lot of their effort and like they could they, I can't no, do no, it. No one's trying to make anything bad. Yeah. You know? Um but but the, but here's the thing. Things can be good and some people don't well like cuz there's always going to be people that don't like them. That's yeah. just the nature of it. It's just like being able to accept that and be okay with it. Yeah. Actually. So I guess it's campy. I mean there's love and by the way, I haven't seen it, so I have no idea. Yeah. But like, I mean Okay, uh, I would say they're like, like any Christmas movie is campy. Agree. You know, like Love Actually is campy. Okay. You know, like I I think there's your most rom coms are campy. Okay. Um, there I I haven't seen you, so it's I have hard no to idea know if it's campy. I mean, it's like mainly murder. It's mainly murder, but is it is it is it murder like? Is it is there a familiar familiarity to the show? Like, does it feel like something that you've come across before, but just repackaged in this interesting way? I don't know. It's a little Gossip Girly. There's a lot of voiceovers, but also that actor Penn Badgley is in Gossip Girl. Right. So well, like, like Gossip kind of, Girl, Nine Hundred Two One Zero, those shows. Yeah. Those are all pretty campy. Okay. They're then like yes. soapy. 
There's a soapy yeah. element to them. Like, I, you know, I mean, I, I don't, I don't want to like conflate like soapy and camp. Maybe those are the same things. Maybe we have the wrong definitions um, of these <laughs> words, but like they're good, you know? Yeah. It's like scandal. When Star Wars, I, I, I stopped after like four seasons because it, it like came around the same time of like this influx in content. Oh, yeah. Where you're just like, there's so much. And then I just like, I abandoned it. Right. But like, it's good. Yes. It's not like, uh, a piece of high, 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 high art, but it's good television it and it's is. entertaining and the performances are good and they're not afraid to like lean into some stuff that's like a little, a little over, you yeah. know, but like it's good. Yeah. Speaking of soapy, complete tangent. How do you feel about cilantro? Cilantro? Love cilantro. Okay. So it doesn't taste like soap to you. It does not. T- is that a thing that people will yes. say? Yes. So yeah. people have a gene that either cilantro tastes yum or it tastes like soap. And I think my taste buds are changing. They're like the next shift over. Uh-huh. And now I'm starting to taste a little bit of soap from it. Maybe that I'm was so the cilantro sad. and the green juice they gave you the food Yeah, voice. maybe I was just drinking soap. So, yeah. <laughs> just liquefied soap. Um, no, but maybe that's just in like my Mexican side. That's like, yeah. that just like, but no, but there's Mexicans that don't like cilantro. Let's not, I'm not going to be the one <laughs> that, uh, that, that acts like every Mexican has the same taste buds and we're all a monolith. Like I'm not good with spicy food, you know? So I love how difficult, like be, in 2020, it's so hard to like say anything because it's like, oh, like that could be taken the wrong way. No matter what it is. N- yes. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, I'm going to get, I'm going to get canceled for saying that all Mexicans <laughs> like cilantro. That'd be crazy. Here's the thing, though. People will say that. Yeah. But it's not true. Like, it's not going to happen. Right. It's nobody. Like, maybe there's one person on the Internet that'll comment and be like, well, I am Mexican and I don't like cilantro. And it's like, yeah, but we're speaking in hyperbole right. for the sake of the conversation. Uh, yeah. There's nothing <laughs> like I, I think as long as you're not being like a hateful person and they're totally and it doesn't and that doesn't come across. And you're not being like prejudiced or anything like, like you're good. Just. Don't be an asshole. Right. And you should be fine. I know. Sometimes when, when people get big jobs and they scour, like, background reports and, like, check all the old tweets and stuff, I'm like, if I ever got a really big opportunity, they would they have to have, like, a full-on CIA team to check all the content that I've been making. Like, I've been yeah. on the internet since I was, like, 20 years old. I'm 28 now. Like, I just make too much stuff. Like, good luck finding something. Yeah, but also, like, you know the person that you are, right? So you know the person that you are making all of these things in the past. Mm -hmm. So unless, like, there's a point in your life where, like, I was a, like, my morals and, like, the way that I saw the world was questionable. So maybe that came through in something. As long as that's not the case, like, you're fine. I know. But do you ever think about things that you've maybe said on stage? Because, like, as a stand-up, you have to be very vulnerable and, like, very vocal and kind of pushing the boundaries. So have you ever been like, oh, I don't really believe that anymore? Like, something you've said when you were a young comic? Oh, 100%. Yeah. because I I started doing stand-up when I was 18, right? Okay. So I was 18. I had no sense of self at all because, you know, what? how many 18-year-olds do. And I'm doing this craft that is mostly – I mean, honestly, I'm mostly surrounded by, you know, people in their, like, late 20s, early 30s. And the comics, you know, that 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 I liked have have inherently by being a good comic have a good sense of self. So I'm mimicking in a, in a sense. And I have this idea of the things that I need to talk about in order to get people to laugh. Mm. So I'm, my, my, my approach to it is what is the audience going to laugh at? Not what's funny about me yeah. and what do I find funny and like in mining into my life or into my mind and the way that I see the world. Cause you, you don't, I mean, at least I didn't. So yeah, I a hundred percent made jokes when I was 18, 19 that I don't agree with, but also just are were an attempt to belong and to be funny, 
but also came from this like misconstrued idea of what funny was, mm-hmm. you know, and it was very limited. Um, so yeah, for sure. What do you do now? Like, do you just go and go like, that was me when I was 18. Okay, kid, here's compassion and then move on. Or do you ever address it in, in your like current comedy? Have you ever gone back and been like, hey, I said this thing when I was 18. Here's how I really feel. Or kind of just refixed what you thought? Yeah. Well, like, I mean, I, you know, like there's, there are, and, and, I, and, I, and I minded my comedy. Like I, as a kid, I talk about how like I was like obsessed with love and I was like this romantic kid. I was like a walking puka shell necklace. <laughs> but now I'm exploring like the creepy things I did when I was like 13 because of that. Cool. You know? And it's like what is – it's like the three-minute voicemail that I left to a girl <laughs> that I had a crush on where I just sang Usher's Let It Burn acapella. Oh, my god. And gosh. I'm like that is cringy and creepy. And I was like this is an expression of love. And it's like no, it's more of an expression of how you're going to burn her house down from her end. <laughs> You know, you want to talk about perspective and vantage point? How about listen to that voicemail and what is she, how is she receiving this versus how I'm throwing it out that way? You know, and it's, it's being, it's being compassionate and being honest and, and, and trying to break it down uh, in a way that is empathetic, but, but truthful and not cutting yourself not cutting any corners and not being nice to yourself either, mm. you know, because then people are going to be like, I, it's too, t-. like we've all had things that we do that we regret. And we've all had phases where like we, we, and it was, and I think it's all in an effort to try to just find our place in the world. And sometimes when you do that, you just like go down weird roads mm-hmm. and you like find yourself doing things or existing in places and worlds that you never thought that you would. And then, you know, if you're lucky, you get out of them and you find this place that, you know, where you have love for yourself and you have compassion for yourself and you feel certain in the place that you are. So you can look back at all those things and break them down. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think the hardest part is about doing comedy now that you're a little bit older? The hardest part about doing uh, – probably – um, having to, it's weird because I'm, I'm 27, so I'm not like old, you know, <laughs> but it's weird because I've been doing comedy for almost 10 years. Yeah. So sometimes it's also making peace with like, I've been doing this thing for a decade, but I only f- like the first five years feel in a way like they don't count. Right. And this, in this, in, in this strange way, but they do. So, uh, I think the hardest thing for me right now is to not look back at well it's weird because sometimes I look I think sometimes people are like don't look in the past I think the past provides relativity that allows you to be happy with the present you know absolutely I think so much of the time we 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 set goals for ourselves and we achieve those goals and then we put other goals in front of those and we forget we we don't give ourselves credit and for having achieved the things that we've already achieved um so I think the hardest thing for me right now is like having these aspirations and these goals and being too hard on myself for not achieving them yet, but at the same time not giving myself the credit and the love uh, and the appreciation for having achieved the things that I have up until this point. That is a huge lesson that my therapist was really like hitting me over the head with this past year of celebrate all of these victories. Not even like when they're like celebrate the small victories. It's like this was a big ass victory. Why are you not celebrating? And I've been downplaying things since 91. Even the food poisoning that I had last week. I was just like no I'm fine. Like you go guys go do your like date night and I'm literally like four blankets in shivering electrolyte like pedialyte. Every light that I could have was just oh my god it was 
horrific. Yeah. Are you drinking Gatorade right now? I'm drinking Gatorade right I now. I love it. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, I mean, it's like I'll remember I had I had a show in Ontario, the Ontario Improv. So I was headlining that show. But I had to sit in, like, two hours of traffic. Mm. Oh, no, I wasn't even headlining at that point. I was just doing a spot on that show. And I was like, I don't want to sit in two hours of traffic. And, like, I'm making, what, like, $20. And I'm like, I'm, I'm like, Daniel, two years ago you would have killed for this. Right. And you have to stop yourself. And 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 it's like gratitude isn't just for the gratitude. It's like you pull from the past to find the gratitude in the now. Right. Um. So I think the hardest thing for me is to just remember that because mm-hmm. it's really easy to go down like the black hole of like hate and judgment uh, and just throwing that at yourself because it's so fun. It's, <laughs> it's so fun. It's just so easy to go down that route. I, it's the same thing of if someone says something negative, it, I think it like there's a few different things that I want to pull from for the one just metaphor of that negativity is like five times as powerful as something positive. Mm-hmm. So if someone says something negative about a a, a review for a restaurant, yeah. like if someone hates where they're like me having food poisoning from green juice, I'm going to tell five people that like never have green juice versus <laughs> if I had a really good green juice, I wouldn't tell five people how good right. that one was. So people just like to mainly talk about bad things. That happens in, in gambling and poker. I started I started I played a lot of poker when I was like younger. Okay. Like right off the jump cuz so what happened was I was doing comedy and all my friends were like 30, you know, and I'm like 19 and they would go to these underground poker games in LA. So I'm going into these like Studio City like back rooms mm-hmm. uh, which like it looks <laughs> it looks I love a Studio City back room. It's like not dangerous at all. It's just yeah, like, it's like super it's, nice. It's just like yeah, no. Uh but it there it looks like nothing. It looks like a like a medical clinic and then you walk in and in the back there's a room with like two tables. It's, you know, like out of a movie mm-hmm. and I'd never played poker before and then I would just like that's how I that's how I started. Was just losing way too much money. <laughs> yeah. And then I continued to play. So for years I had I just I gambled a lot and I played a lot of poker and you always talk about the losses. Gamblers love talking about the losses way more than they talk about the wins. Mm-hmm. It also happens more often, but like, <laughs> yeah. but the the truth is, and the 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 feeling that you get when you lose mm-hmm. is way more powerful than the feeling that you get when you win. When you win, it's like, all right, I won. Let's move on and win again. Mm. But when you lose, it's a gut punch. Yeah, you know. I mean, I don't because I've never played poker before. No, but I'm saying losses uh, in general. Losses in general. Totally. Well, I don't. I feel like when it comes to a game where it's like winning or losing, if you lose, it's you can either take it as oh, I'm horrible, I'm taking myself out of it, or you can use it as fuel. But then sometimes when you're like, oh, I'm gonna have revenge or I'm gonna like prove something, it's like right. oh, that doesn't seem like it. That's out of a good place either no. of winning. It's like winning. I don't know. I just feel so. I'm just scared now. After therapy, it's like I'm I'm analyzing everything and going, is this am I leading with hurt or am I leading with heart? Like am I scared? Is it love and fear? It's mm-hmm. always a question of what's driving this. Yeah, but it's great that you're doing that. Yeah. Because so many people live life blindly. Yeah. Without asking those questions in the moment or at the end of the day or, you know, at the end of the week or whatever. And mm-hmm. checking in with themselves and doing that inventory. because uh, it's important. It's really helped me, the Are You Leading With Her or From Heart. It's from a Brene Brown book. I forgot what it's called. But I recently, when I was in Mexico City, got this little tattoo. It's a tiny little H on my wrist. Uh-huh. And I've we went on this uh, Airbnb experience where it was like a taco and tequila tour before a Lucha Libre show or a match. And so 
a highly cultural night <laughs> for me. And I remember feeling like no one wanted to talk to me. And I was like, oh, I'm not worth talking to because everyone's already coupled up and I was the only like single person there. And so I was like, I'm just going to like sit and wait for this Lucha show because I didn't even know that they were, we're going to have dinner in like a group setting. And I really, as introverted as I am, I, I like to have my like one-on-ones, I'm great. But in a group, I, I just, I'm one of the, the crowd. And I let other people have their shine. I, I just, here's my little thing I'm going to say here, and I'm just here. And so I remember feeling like no one wanted to talk to me, and I could, like, feel my body just being hunched over. And I looked down at my, my tattoo, and I was like, am I leading with hurt or from heart? And I'm like, oh, I'm afraid that people won't like me or they don't uh-huh. think I'm worth it. And then I was like, okay. I'm going to choose love. And then like my posture straightened. I asked somebody a question. We got into conversation and then I was like still having food poisoning. So I was like, cool, cool. I could do it. And then I just kind of retreated. <laughs> just cowered a little bit. Yeah. yeah. But I knew that, it, that's like, great. that I was choosing to not, you know, interact versus the fact that like, I was like, oh, they won't hate me. Right. It's such a cool reminder. Yeah. And also nobody is paying attention yeah. the way that we think they are. Well, especially us from what we've learned about each other. I don't think anyone's thinking the way no, we do. No one's thinking the way that we do. And and most likely they're thinking closer to the way that we're thinking about themselves. Right. So what's the, the, the irony of this whole thing is we're all scared of the same thing. Mm-hmm. And in reality, none of it is real. Right. None of it is real. Crazy. Crazy. It's like none of us – I always go back to this. I, I – I'm like, as long as you're just, like, a good person, mm-hmm. you know? And I think it's, like, people are—I I, I believe this. I believe that, like, like good people are good people. Good people make mistakes, and good people do bad things. But good people are good people. And if they make mistakes, they're going to make the efforts to rectify those mistakes, right? Um, and that's where, like, the the self-analysis and all that kind of stuff and being, and, and being able to take responsibility comes into play. But— as long as you're a good person, it's all going to be fine. Mm-hmm. Like it's most likely going to be fine. And if somebody comes along the way and takes a thing that you said and, and that, that bridge is burnt and even after rectifying it, it goes away, then that's what was meant to, meant to be. And life will move on and life isn't over. And nobody's never going to be your friend again because this one thing that happened one time. Right. Um, cause I catastrophize like a mother. Me too. <sighs> I'm stressed thinking about it. Let's take a break. <laughs> this is a perfect time to take a break. All right. When we come back, we have a few, we have what, a quick game and a question from the crowd, the audience, which actually is the audience for this point. Uh, we're going to take that break while Daniel gives us an extra piece of advice you can find at Just a Tip Podcast on Instagram, and we'll be right back. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And we're back. Usually we do this game first to get to know you, but we were in our food poisoning conversation, which was very—oh, actually, before we even do the game, do you have a tip on food poisoning? A tip on food? Uh, Clearly, I know nothing. (laughs) Clearly, I— I thought I knew, and I, I I make life difficult, and I know nothing. Here's the tip. If it's going to happen, it's going to happen. So live your life. Oh That's it. There's nothing we can do to avoid it. You're right. You're right. There's, you're going to get a romaine warning. Make sure the romaine isn't from there. Cook your chicken to 165 degrees if you eat chicken, and uh, wash your vegetables. And then that's really all you can do. But what about post? Post. Food poisoning. Um, oh, I mean, I just had a banana and some Gatorade and some Advil and water, and I feel great. Wow. Yeah, I if feel— If only we were all that lucky. Yeah, I I mean, no, I don't feel—my head is pounding right now. <laughs> uh, but but I'm, I'm, but you know what? You're killing it. I feel electrified. Yeah. <laughs> I feel electrified with <laughs> this conversation. Yeah. Oh, no, not—screw the Gatorade. Fuck the Gatorade. No, this conversation <laughs> is curing me. So have a good convo. The, no, truly— that is get that, helping. Get that brain working. Get that brain working. This is better than just lying in bed. Absolutely. I think my tip for food poisoning would be, this is what I learned. I Googled everything in in this in my bed doing nothing. Uh, you, if you have a fever, you there's a panic at the disco. I hate that I'm saying this because it's like a probably a, a wives tale or like everyone knows this. But there's a panic at the disco f- album that's called A Fever You Can't Sweat Out, implying that you should sweat out a fever. It's not... True. Did you get a cold shower? You Yeah, so a cold shower okay. will work. Basically, if you're chilled, if you feel like you're freezing to death, don't bundle up because your body will get hotter. Right. Your body's already trying to that makes sense. F- regulate the temperature. So if you can handle it, take off your sweater, take off like the three blankets and just have a sheet and just wait for your body to do the work. Do you have any doctors in your family? Mm-mm. Okay. Dentists. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> Some teeth like, doctors. Teeth doctors. Yeah, but— I, Doctors are the worst parents in the in the. Do you world. have doctors for parents? My dad's a doctor, okay. and then uh, and then my girlfriend's sister and brother in law are both doctors, and I mean they're wonderful parents. But when it comes to like as as a child, mm-hmm. right, ev- everything's gonna be fine. Like growing up with my dad, I'd be like, Dad, um, uh, uh, he's like, all right, if you still have it in three days, let me know, and I go, oh, no. what? <laughs> what are you talking what about? about now? What, what about, about today? today? Huh? Huh? What about now, Dad? Can we rectify? Can we check in on this now? He's like, just drink fluids and take some Advil, and you're going to be okay. And he's right. Yeah. Every time he's right. But as a kid, you were just like, but I, I want love and care. And then Mom <laughs> comes in, and then Mom provides the love and care. Right. While Dad is like, he's going to be fine. He's. I'm going to be the worst dad in the sense that I'm going to be so worried all the time. No, that's, that's the dads we need. That's the dads we need. Uh, okay, so we've got our— our food poisoning tips. Also, Imodium. A little bit TMI, but Imodium is a good medicine to take if you need to stop your bowel movements. Oh, okay. So that you could fly or exist. 
that's that's a good one. Yeah, yeah that's, that's a good one. Okay. With that being said, <laughs> are we doing, are we, is this is this th- podcast sponsored by Imodium? <laughs> no, but I just s- a tip sponsored by Imodium. <laughs> Clog those bowels. <laughs> hey, hey. Just get sued. Get a cease and desist. Listen, totally. we're under the radar. We don't. We're fine. Okay. We're fine here. We're okay. This is a game called Bursa First. It's one round of rapid fire questions. Everything from your first job to the first time you cried in public, etc. Whenever I yell stop, you have to explain, elaborate, or tell the full story. Are you ready? Oh, yeah. All right. You're allowed. I'm going to do this. I'm going to make an addition to this game. You're allowed one pass. Gotcha. Here's a question. Mm-hmm. How many questions are there? How many firsts are there? Ooh, tell me why you want to know. Because then I can, I because if it's like five, <laughs> then like I want to, if I'm at like four, you know okay. what I mean? So like I can, I, I, I want to use it. I, you like, do want to use it? It's like a nuclear weapon. You got to use it or lose it, you know? So. Oh my God. Okay. I should have not given it to you. You, it, there's 10 of them, I think. Okay. All right. Okay. I think. Okay. They're not numbered. Okay. All right. Here we Go. What was your first job? For I was a tennis uh, instructor. What was your first cell phone? It was a Nokia, uh, you know, the one with the snake on it. <laughs> first pet peeve to come to mind? Oh, people smacking while they chew. Oh, yeah. First kiss location? First kiss location was at an island. Oh, the burger spot? The burger spot. <laughs> <laughs> okay. First major purchase? Wait, hang on. I want to stop. Where at the islands? Like at the table? No, I was. <laughs> no, of course not. I, no, I was. I was in first grade. What? And I um, was there with uh, another first grade girl and her dad and mom having dinner, and she was, you know, we. She. We, I went to the bathroom and she followed me to the bathroom, <laughs> and then she gave me a kiss outside of the bathroom. And that's it. It's very weird. Wait. You, that's what I re- that's that's yeah. It was her family and then you? Yeah. Oh, so you guys they were, were like, like neighbors. Neighbor. Yeah, they were neighbors. Oh. So I would like, you know, sometimes spend time over at their house. Oh. Yeah. Wow. So that was the that was the first kiss. I one time got kicked out of a family establishment called Gators Dockside in Florida because I was making out on one of the arcade machines. Gators Dockside? Is there more <laughs> of a Florida fucking name than Gators <laughs> Dockside? It sounds like a joke. It sounds like it sounds like Tampa. You know, is it Tampa? Wasn't Tampa? It was, it was Orlando. Orlando. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Oh, so man. that's me. Great. What do right. they, do they serve gator burgers at Gator Dockside? They say gator bites. Gator bites. Which are so good. Have you had? I haven't. But what does gator taste like? Is it like chicken? It's like chewy chicken. Okay. Yeah. I yeah. feel like every time you hear like a weird food or like yeah. a weird meat, that they're like, ooh, what's that? It's just like a version of chicken. Totally. Yeah. Chicken, chicken for everyone. 165 and above. Okay, here we go. <laughs> First choice in a karaoke book. Ooh, 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 ooh. Blink-182, all the small things. Yes. First internet screen name. Eagles 85135. Like Philadelphia? Yes. Wow. First thing you think when someone doesn't answer the phone. They're dead. <laughs> First celebrity crush. First celebrity crush. Oh, um, Lindsay Lohan and Parent Trap. Yes. Which one of them? Oh, either one. I wasn't picky. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same person. First concert. First concert, uh, Say Anything. 
Whoa! I, I want to stop because this is interesting. So you're a little emo kid. I was, yeah, I was 16. I just got on my driver's license. It was a whole day. So <laughs> I got my driver's license. It was my birthday. So it was March 13th, uh, 2008. Okay. And I had my driver's test in the morning, and I had a whole plan. I was going to pass the driver's test, and then I was going to, you know, take the car to the concert, but I was going to pick up my friends on the way, even though you're not supposed to pick anybody up. And I failed the driver's test that morning and oh. had a full-on meltdown. Like a child. No, same. Yeah, like a like a child. My mom felt so bad. She's like, you can take the car to school if you want. Like, my mom let me drive without a license because she felt bad for me. Oh. Uh, and then, uh, wait, wait, yes, then we, we drove. And then at night, we went to Say Anything, and it was great. I love Say Anything. So do I. Yeah, Say Not Anything was great. Not a lot of people know that band. No. And if I could swim... I'd swim out to you in the ocean. All of swim the- out to where you were floating in the dark. That's a really good impression. That's most bands in the mid 2000s. No, but Say Anything has like an extra little twang. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I loved Say Anything. Jack's Mannequin. Yeah. Jack's Mannequin was was great. Yeah, I was like, it was weird. My 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 playlist was like like Jack's Mannequin Say Anything and then it would be like Neo. You know, it was <laughs> yeah, just yeah, like yeah. all over the place. Mine's still like that. Yeah, I sometimes go back and listen to like yeah those songs in high school, and they were that was a great time. I'm was, still listening to them. So when Chance came out with that one song with um the the, the cab for Q. Do you remember? Yes. Yeah. Listen to it for like three days yeah. straight. It was when we were talking earlier. I was thinking I was like I love that song. It's that song yes. is great. It definitely makes me cry sometimes. It makes me feel it because I listened so heavily to all of it, like Spill Canvas, the starting line, like Sugar Cole, all of that. Yeah. And so when Chance and Death Cab had that collab song, Death Collab, when they had that song, I was like, oh, this is like the new version of Evolution. Like I don't have to listen to all of my high school tracks anymore. I don't have to live in the past. I don't have to be so nostalgic because I like I really am in the past all the time yeah and i'm like oh i can move forward and this chance releasing this song is like the universe's way of saying hey you can let go yeah i'm the same way i cool. look back at that i listened to there's a sinatra album it's sinatra at the sands casino in 1967 or 69 anyway that's all i listened to for like two years in college it was my like i'm a writer i smoke cigarettes and, totally. like, and drink phase you know and there's like a song and he does a monologue at the top and you know like introing the song and that was definitely my song in college yeah that I would, like, your myspace bio it was no that was like my like my like hey you're over in my apartment let's put on some music yeah you know and then i would like know the words and it's like i thought it was cute but it probably wasn't it was probably, <laughs> that's the that's the summation of like most of my adolescence is i thought it was cute but it wasn't i know the things we think are going to work, and then they're just not. Never. Never. That's the thing. It, what I've, the only thing I've learned, I think, in this life so far. Wow. Heavy. This is like, whatever I'm about to say. Yeah. Everyone is like, what have you learned? learned. All of your 28 years just condensed into one thing I'm about to say. I think the, the main thing that I've learned, one, be a good person. Second of all, the more you try the less it the less it's coming off the way you want it to. Yeah. Like the more you try to be funny, the less you're going to be funny. Uh-huh. The more you try to get someone to like you, the less they're going to like you. It's just like yeah. try less. And also, I mean, you know, I whenever I have friends that are like, especially with dating, I feel like whenever I have friends that are like it's difficult in the beginning or it's complicated or I'm not sure, I'm like maybe that's just like maybe move on. 
Right. Maybe, you know, I mean, like, sometimes you can work through whatever those complicated things are, and there's a great relationship on the other side. But I think a lot of the times, like, those things just kind of work. Mm-hmm. And it, it just it, and it just happens with some, like, fluidity. Right. Um, like, what's what's for me is for me, and what's, what's me? not is somebody and it's, else. And it's going to be mutual. Because we've all been with somebody that either we like them more than they like us, or they like us more than we like them. Mm-hmm. And... You try to convince yourself or you try to convince them, and that's just, like, not a way to go about it. Totally. It's never going to work. Mm-mm. You can't trick someone. You can't trick I mean, you <laughs> Not can... for too long, at least. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and back to the game. Ten things I hate. <laughs> how to lose a guy in ten days. <laughs> First Scar. A great movie. First Scar. First Scar. I'm trying to think of a half a Scar. <gasps> you don't have a Scar? Um, Is this your pass? Oh, um... No, I do have a scar, but it like happened recently. I have a scar on my stomach uh, because I was steaming a shirt while wearing it. Okay, <laughs> love that. First thing you do when you like someone. Huh. <laughs> huh. First thing I do when I like someone. Ask them out. Very good. First show you binge watched. Lilyhammer. What's that? It's uh, like one of the like the OG Netflix shows oh. with uh, Stephen Van Sant. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. Lily Very Hammer. Nice. It's about like a mobster that gets uh, relocated in the witness protection program to a small um, uh, Swedish town called Lilyhammer. I don't know if it's in Sweden, but like a. Norwegian town Got uh, it. called Lilyhammer. Thank you very much. Somebody uh, told me that. Uh, <laughs> that didn't just come from my brain. And uh, so, yeah, a small Norwegian town where, like, the Olympics were back in the 90s. And it's just an Italian mob guy there. <laughs> it's, just, it's very entertaining. First excuse you make when trying to cancel plans. Uh, I got food poisoning. <laughs> <laughs> and lastly, the first time you cried in public. <sighs> if you can remember. I can. <gasps> Preschool graduation. Preschool graduation? I, I tripped Aww. on the stairs and really fucked up my nose. Oh my god, really? And just cried on stage. Aww. So that's the first time that I can remember. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah. Wow. Being that young again. If you could be that young again, what would you do differently? What? If you were, if you like snapped your fingers and you were preschool. Oh. But you knew everything you know now. Right. That's always a cool. I mean, in that moment, cry, boy. Cry, cry boy. <laughs> cry, boy. Let those tears flow. <laughs> I, that, that, that part I wouldn't change. I don't, I mean, yeah, I would change. There, there are things I, w- I would probably change. But, like, would I? That's a thing. That's the thing. Like, I'm good. Here's the thing. It's, it's all about when you ask that question. Because mm-hmm. if you don't like now, then you, the inclination is going to be to change things. Totally. But if I'm happy with now, then all those things led me to now. Exactly. So, like, Great. All that pain, all that sorrow, all that like sulking, all that the 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 sadness, the depression, all that stuff's like it it it's not it wasn't great in the moment, mm-hmm. but it did make me the person that I am. Oh, so cheesy. No, I know. You know what that was? Campy. That was campy. <laughs> that was a campy fucking answer. And I'm all about it. Okay, here is a question from someone in their early twenties. <gasps> We're equipped for this because we're 27 and 28. We can help. Yeah. Hi, I was wondering if you guys had any advice on how to get, how to navigate your early 20s during this time and age of social media oh. and clout chasers and just a lot of people lost. 
going, well, I don't know how to say what I'm trying to say, but yeah, just tips on navigating your early 20s. Okay. That's a great so, question. Yeah. So I guess it's a twofold. So early 20s in general, and then yeah. with the element of social media, which makes everything harder, I'm sure. Right. My early 20s. Wow. I just remember being, I mean, your most formative ages, I think, like 18 to 25 is mm-hmm. just monumentally different. Yeah, that jump. Yeah. The jump, especially the post-college jump. Mm-hmm. The two years after college are big. And I think – what do you think is a bigger jump? Do you think Do you think 18 to 20 – I mean, I think the 22 to 25 is, like, the biggest I think one. so, too. That's the most, like, transformative kind of, like, jump, I think. I switched almost everything. I mean, it's the same as – it's what this, like, sat people call my – our, I guess, era right now to 27 to 30, the Saturn return, where everything kind of is flushing out. Uh-huh. Or it's basically renegotiating what you, which direction you want to go or if you realize you're on the right path or the wrong path. But I think 22 to 25 and 27 to 30 are both like crazy turns in your life. Yeah, I think don't be so hard on yourself and don't mm-hmm. put so much pressure on yourself And I think that ties in with the social media thing because actually seeing success, right? And I put that with like air quotes or like the idea of success or people being successful and people achieving their dreams and people achieving their goals. All those things have never been more visible. Right. Right. So it's very easy to be like, well, why not me? Why am I not achieving those things? You know, whether that's in work or it's in relationships or friendships or like any of those things. And I think it's just because when, and I still have a tough time with it, but it's like, we're young. Like, there's so much life left, you know, uh, assuming things go well. Right. Um, you know, assuming we maintain health and we don't get hit by a bus. So I, I think everyone wants to, like, d- achieve all of the things in their 20s. And some people will achieve a lot of those things, and some people won't. And if you're one of those people that doesn't, that's okay. I haven't. I didn't. I graduated. I, I was 20 when I came back from college, and I, like, I sit sometimes and I go, like, whoa, it's been seven years. Mm. And if you went back to 20 and you're like, yo, this is where you're going to be in seven years, would that be enough? And the guy at 20 would be like, no. Mm. But the guy at 27 is like, "It's yeah, you're exactly right. where you need to be. And you've been doing all of these different things and learning all these things so you can move forward with that knowledge and continue to grow. Um, and everyone's time is, you know, yeah. Yeah, I don't think anyone's timeline is the same, which is, oh, that's a fun little play on my mind like timelines in real life and then actual timelines on your phone never like really put that together yeah but yeah no one's timeline is the same and with social media I mean everyone knows this it's I mean not everyone knows this but like a lot of people just post lies (laughs) just to get themselves to look more successful and it's the I, I always say this too it's the highlight reel people are publishing their highlight reel you you are living the behind the scenes so no one's posting themselves crying unless you're me. Like I post when I cry. Cause Listen, I have people come up and they think I'm way more successful than I am for whatever reason. I don't I, I don't know. And I'll be like, nah. Like, nah. nah, I'm not. Like whatever you think, wherever you think I am, I am nowhere near that. And it's so funny because I don't, I don't, I don't post with that intention. Mm-hmm. But it's funny how that happens anyway. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. And the 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 stories that people will create in their minds about your life. So knowing that and also yeah, I don't know. I think that having social media so young 
is that's the scary dangerous. part. That's the scary thing. It's like the idea of like it's like when you, you see eighth grade. Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean like that's scary. You know the idea that I mean now it's like any kid born in the last ten years has had that in their lives mm-hmm. forever. There was never a period before. I remember when we got AOL. There was a time before. Yeah. There was a time after. No one's going to experience that anymore. That's and so scary. Yeah. It is, I mean, and she also mentions clout chasers, which is really detrimental. Like, and I've seen this in, in like, my circles. And it's just the ickiest. It's just, like, why are— I think the, the main thing is, like, why are you doing it? Like, I wish any clout chaser or anyone online, even even us, like, why are we posting this? What right. are we What are we wanting people to say? What are we wanting people to think about us? How are we, like, helping? How are we influencing whatever's going on? Like, But I think it goes back to that conversation with yourself, right? Mm-hmm. And because I, I struggle with this. I struggle with, like, what's the type of content that I want to make, right? Why am I making it? What's the goal? You know, you know, because there's 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 always inherent goals. You'd be like, well, I want to I want to do this so that I can get this, and then like you know reach you know achieve that. Still, career aspirations in a weird sort of like self personal kind of collage. Right. Um, but you can't do it for positive reinforcement and validation because, like you said, you're gonna get that negative reinforcement mm-hmm. and that negative you know and the, and those negative comments that are gonna sting more. So you almost have to filter it all out. Like, you can't be like, I'm good with the—I can handle the negative stuff because the positive stuff makes you feel good. It's like, great. You're—I you, think you just have to put it all to the side. Yeah. You know? Like, don't—don't—don't don't, don't seek positive. Don't seek negative. Seek making this stuff because you enjoy making it. Right. And that's going to come through. Kind of goes back to the trying hard thing that you were talking about. Yeah. I, I see people—and and I've done it in the past before where, like, I'll look at the video and be like, I look like I'm trying to do the thing. Me too. And I'm like—and it comes through in the video. Whereas when you're not trying to do the thing and you genuinely are just, like, having fun, that also comes through. And people have really good bullshit detectors, totally. especially now. We've been doing it enough time that, like— People that are bullshitting have been called out enough that you're able to notice what those things look like. Right. So fucking if you're not enjoying it, don't fucking do it. Don't do don't, it. Whatever it is that you're working on, whatever it is that you're putting out, if you don't enjoy doing it, don't do it. I stopped posting for like a good minute. I haven't been posting as much recently because I went back at the end of the year and I went, what am I going to do that's actually going to make me happy? Mm. What are the things that I enjoy doing? Now let me put a plan together to do those things because this is still my career. But that's going to be – there's going to be sustainability behind that, and it's probably going to be better at the end of the day. Right. And I'm actually going to be happy doing it. Um, and I think also, like, when you post, I, I try not to, like, look at the numbers. Like, yeah. immediately – or the it's like, you post, and that's it. Now go back to your day. Exactly. That took me a long time to learn, too. Yeah, same. Oh, years. <laughs> <laughs> same. And it, but it changed. I went to uh, – Arizona uh, over the break, and for four days, uh, my girlfriend and I, we put our phones away, and we just checked it once a day just to make sure for, like, emergency or whatever. But other than that, phones were gone. We went out, hiked, breakfast, all of it. No phones. Wow. And the level of happiness that I experienced. Really? Yeah. And I realized, too, I was like, I can still do my job and do this. I can still put my phone away because I don't need it most of the day. That's the other thing. We all feel like we're going to miss something. If you check it in the morning and you check in the afternoon, you're probably not going to miss anything. Right. You know, unless you're, I mean, different jobs call for different things, but we don't need it as much as we feel like we do. Sometimes I'm not Jewish, but sometimes I'm not Jewish. So when are you Jewish? (laughs) Tell me, Megan. I'm I'm Jewish. 
when I want something and I need to tell someone something. And on Saturdays, because sometimes I put my phone away. Oh, that's great. And it feels amazing. Like turning the phone off. I used to only turn my phone off if I was in like a big are you, this is, wow, I was a bad girlfriend back in the day. I'm like, oh, I, when I was in a big fight, I would turn my phone off in like middle school. And, but now I just. Oh, how dare you be a bad girlfriend when you're 12, <laughs> Megan? How dare you? You're right. I have how to dare. be perfect that's, always. Always. Also, that's an insane concept that a 12 year old should be good in, in a relationship. We're, we're, I'm, I'm barely okay. <laughs> <laughs> but putting my phone away. Yeah. Oh my God, once a day, once a day, once a week really, really feels so good. Yeah. Um, I would say do that. That's advice for just whatever. But yeah, but don't be so hard on yourself. I like that. Yeah, because then then I think you can enjoy it. I have years that I feel like I didn't enjoy. (gasps) Yeah. Oh man. You know, just no, because you just get so caught up in the, in the, in the, in, in, in the goals and in the aspirations. That's that, no, when you said that, I was like, Oh, wow. I never thought about that. I mean, like, I definitely feel like a lot of my, I mean, I worked my ass off so hard in my early 20s, but Same. I was like, I, I did lose a little bit of my life. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, it's a trade-off. Everything is a trade-off. So it's like, I do think it's worth it, but it is like, I don't know. I think if you work hard in your 20s, then you can chill in your 30s a little bit more. Like, you can experience more in your 30s. Yeah, but also— it, but I, and I think it de- I think it depends on the individual because yeah. I've met people that genuinely get happiness from the work, mm. right? So yeah. it's like it's really simple to be like, don't work too hard because that's detrimental. And I say to some people it may be sure, and to other people they're wired where like they actually get joy from the work. They've yeah. gotten to the point where the the journey is the thing that they enjoy. Um, so I think it's just about having once again going inward and having that honest conversation about what makes you happy. And it's okay if it's not, if, if like what makes you happy won't result in you being a millionaire and being super successful and famous. Like you don't need all of those things. Mm -hmm. You don't. Right. You don't. I mean, I do, but like (laughs) maybe you don't. (laughs) Yeah. It's not one size fits all. The Imodium won't work for everyone. Yeah. Okay. Damn it. You just lost the Imodium sponsorship (laughs) by saying it doesn't work for everybody. <sighs> and that's on me. Okay, wrapping this up, yeah. we have a a game called Tip Jar. Well, it's really a, a segment called Tip Jar. This is a one-word suggestion that is tweeted at me or sent to me in in some way on the internet, and we have to give a uh, we have to give advice using only three words. So I usually like to use the. Uh, the example, if someone said Los Angeles, and what were your three words only of advice, you would say check parking signs. Oh, okay. So something like that. Okay, are you ready? Yes. It's cool. not timed. You can take your time. Okay, cool. So what is a piece of advice for flying using only three words? Got it. What is it? Sanitize your seat. I don't do that. You do that? I started to. I should do that. I have a friend that does that all the time, and she posts it on her Instagram story, and I'm like, that is very dirty. I should definitely do that. Yeah. Do you see the video, like the video of the person with their foot scrolling on the screen? And then, I mean— I think was it Naomi Campbell? I think she posted how she she does that. Oh, really? And I was like, I was like, at first you're like, and then you're like, that makes sense. (laughs) That makes perfect. There are people going in and out. 
right. all day. You don't know who they are. You don't know what they have. You don't. And then we're just like, oh, let me put let me put my piece of bread just directly on this it's tray. So true. And we're fine because well, we have immune systems. <laughs> like I have to remind part. myself. But you know, it doesn't hurt. My tip for flying in three words is. Um, Get, oh no. What is what are they called? Like airline rewards? What are the? Oh yeah, mileage accounts. Yes. Like yeah. Get mileage accounts. I don't know if that's the right term. I think it's a mileage. Yeah, like a like a get get rewards, get, get like, a get reward system. Get reward system. It's a rewards program. Get rewards program. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, that's great. Okay, next one. Speeding tickets. Do traffic school. Do traffic school to get the like the point off your license? Yeah, but like do it immediately oh. because I put it off and then I passed it and then I had to drive down to the courthouse and get an extension and then like I did it and it's obviously not it's not that hard. You just do it online, but <laughs> just don't delay it. Oh my god! I don't think I've ever got a. Oh, I got one speeding ticket in high school. Um, I think this goes for getting pulled over in general. Is just be nice. Just be nice to the cop. Yeah. Don't uh, whatever. I just remember the one speeding ticket I got was sixteen, and I. This is how dumb sixteen-year-olds are, and the fact that we get driver's licenses is insane. <laughs> I was on the freeway, and I look in my rearview mirror, and maybe like three-quarters of a mile back, I see the highway patrol. Oh, no. I'm going like 85, right? And I go, I'm going to go a little faster, and then I'll lose him. And then he fucking pulled me <laughs> oh, over like a minute later because I'm just like clocking at 100. <laughs> oh, and he goes God. like, what the fuck were you doing? And I go, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> then he gave me the ticket, and then, I, you know, whatever. But Wow. Yeah. That's hilarious that you thought you would lose him. I would lose the cop. Like, the <laughs> cop isn't going to pay attention to me because, oh, well, mine's just, they just got a great Nissan Altima, so he won't see me. It'll blend in. <laughs> hey, buddy, don't need a red Corvette to be pointed out when you're driving 100 miles an hour or however fast. Ugh. So Ugh. dumb. <laughs> Our last one is home. And you can take that in any any way you want. Mm. Um, okay. No, you go. I have two. Ooh, okay. Yeah. First one is make it yours. Okay, love it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's, because I work from home too. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm big on just finding, make, make, I, I try to put all my effort into making it the most comfortable space in my life. Yeah. That I actually like really enjoy. Um. It yeah. also helps me save money because then you're like, do we want to go out or do we just stay in? Totally. And then that's great. But <laughs> I love, I like, I love my home. Yeah. It's not a big home. It's an apartment, but like I, you do, I did the work to, and Facebook Marketplace really helps. I've heard about that. I, I should. All of my furniture on there. Okay. Good yeah. to know. Good to know when I'm selling it. Because mine is a uh, declutter every season. Oh, that's a really good one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now I can do that on Facebook Marketplace. Yeah. Yo. Sponsored by Facebook Marketplace. And also you can use Lug to move all that stuff. Have you used Lug before? No. Is that like uh, TaskRabbit? It's like TaskRabbit, but for movers. <gasps> so let's say I bought a desk. Uh, we're doing a lot of, uh, lot of, lot of ads. Uh, but let's say you bought a desk at a – let's say you live in, in West Hollywood and there's a desk in Culver City. Okay. You can – 
hire a pickup. You know, they have different sizes of stuff, but you can. They'll pretty much go to the the apartment. They'll pick it up, put it on their pickup truck or their truck or whatever. Bring it to your apartment and bring it into your apartment, and then take out whatever it's replacing if you have something to replace. No. And they'll do all that work, and it's you know it's pretty reasonable uh, as long as the distance isn't crazy. Um, and you know when you think about like oh we got to rent a U-Haul truck or we got to right. do that if it's just like a quick thing, it really it, it's it's awesome. Oh my god, that's so helpful. Yeah. Hell yeah. Okay, what's your your last one? Your second home? Oh, uh, I tried to. I'm trying to make it three words. Uh, smell really good. I guess I don't know. Oh yeah. But I I like I'm obsessed with uh, essential oil diffusers and incense. Yes. I need I like when it smells good. I'm so happy. Yeah. It feels clean. I'm also a big cleaner. No same. Oh, I love cleaning. I think we're very similar. Are, so I think you're an Aries, right? I'm a Pisces. <gasps> oh. Yeah. That's right. Interesting. What are you? An Aries. Okay. March 29th. Okay. So but it yeah, seems like I'm we're like, kind of type I'm A cleaning I'm people. bordering. Yeah. 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 Oh, interesting. Uh, okay. Great. Well, then before we full on end this, now that I know that you're a Pisces, what <laughs> kidding. My sister's a Pisces. What is one piece of advice that you would give your 18-year-old self? Hmm. <laughs> Don't be so hard on yourself. Uh, but you're, I would say um, – I'm changing it. Okay. What's one piece of advice you would give yourself today? Mm. Don't no. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, one thing I would give myself uh, today, <sighs> I would say it's it's a mix of love yourself and trust yourself. Mm-hmm. But I feel like I feel like tr- trust yourself is is I feel like I I I feel like we all have a have this like pendulum sort of relationship when it comes to ourselves and like there are times in our lives where we really hate ourselves and the love goes away and the love comes back and maybe it's a little 50-50 but uh but the the the, the trust yourself is is huge and like in relinquishing that doubt um is something that I would I would I would tell myself hey Daniel trust yourself trust yourself treat yourself and trust yourself love that Okay, new merch. I will buy one once you have that shirt. <laughs> Thank you so much for, Thanks for being having here. Me. This was this so much fun. Such a delight. I'm so glad that we're both like a good enough health in order to have quality conversation. This was wonderful. This is great. <laughs> Where Thank can you. everyone find you on the internet if they want more, more, more? I am at DW Comedy. DW Comedy. On all the things. There's DW Candles. You ever have one of those? I have not. Uh oh. Are they good candles? They are pretty good. Candles are always they feel too expensive to me. <laughs> oh my god, they are. Yeah. But if you go to Home Goods, oh. they're very inexpensive. Okay. Three wet candles for like fourteen dollars. And they're good candles. Oh yeah. Okay. Soy, yum. All right. You got them. Delicious. <laughs> we have mentioned so many products on this pod. We sh- you got to call them all I love it. and five dollars. Ring ring five dollars. We hey, just dude, mentioned. Your listen, name. can we get a pack of Imodium? Uh, can we get <laughs> one free move? Uh, can we also uh, maybe I don't know, just like buy something on Facebook Marketplace. You cover it, and then uh, give me some soy candles. And that's it. And that's it. And we'll have a perfect house. If you listening have a sticky situation or burning concern, call us at 805-751-9071. You give us your age, and we will do the best we can. And in this case, I think we killed it, Daniel. I think this was great. This was right? great. I mean, right? <laughs> it, it almost didn't happen. So the fact that it happened is a success. The, the, the thing being is inherently greater than the thing not being. So win. 
And it, also, and guys, I hope you liked it because, and if you didn't, I mean, that's okay. Oh man. <laughs> oh no, Daniel, trust yourself. Trust there yourself. we go. Oh trust no. Yourself. Trust yeah, yourself. that was good. We'll see you next week <laughs> on Just a Tip. Bye. That was a headgum podcast.